Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning is offered for informational purposes only. Before you make any major life changes, please seek the help of a professional or your physician before you do so. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This is episode 67, and my name is Aaron, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Banning. Hello, Doc. Hey, how are you, Aaron? I'm good. Thanks. Uh you know, it's getting close to Thanksgiving, ready to get into the holiday spirit. Yeah, before I came here, um, Sue was decorating a house, and so I was like, you know, I want to go up in the attic and just haul a bunch of stuff down. That sounds like a fun Sunday right there. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to go back home, and Christmas Wonder Winter Wonderland is going to be at our house. Oh, that'll be nice. Yes. We need to decorate the studio in here. Put some lights up. You think? Maybe get a little tree. Sure, that'd be great. Bring it on in. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Put little gifts under it. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I know, think it's a swell idea. It's because, uh, like right now, I can't wait for Christmas. But probably, you know, what is what time? What is the time of the year? You know, when you're kind of like, okay, let's get this over with. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, after Christmas. But uh, anyhow, so what I thought is, uh, you know. It seems like there's so many different ways to health, and very few people know the ways to health. There's a passage in the Bible that says, wide is the gate to, that leads to destruction. Yeah. Narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life. Very few find it. Right. And man, what happens is as we're young, we all have this game face like we're healthy, we're tough, we're strong, right? Yeah. Never going to die. I mean, health. I got health. Yeah. You know? And a couple things happen in life, um, you know, some life-changing events, um, stress happens, just Daily. different things. Yeah. A car accident can happen or a job loss. Yes, or, a, you know, a bad relationship or a sick family member, you know, um, or just, you know, for some of us, you know, we try to medicate ourselves with pleasurable things. Yes. And seeking pleasure continuously is not a good thing and this is the time of year that people seek pleasure and try to medicate their symptoms and they end up coming new year's day they make new year's resolutions they feel horrible about themselves um so i'd like to challenge the listeners to just learn a little bit at a time and apply it to your to your lifestyle and you can get healthy. There are people out there that are getting good results with diet, not just getting healthier, but getting rid of high blood pressure, getting rid of diabetic issues, getting rid of cancer. Yes, there are people out there that are doing, even under doctor supervision. Yeah, we have one on the show. Well, yeah. Um, the thing is, is I'm a chiropractor first. That's what I do first. But what's happening is there are so many people that are sick out there that just don't eat healthy. They don't know how to eat healthy. And they'll stumble into our office and be like, hey, I'm here to help you with your back. But by the way, 
you know, we talked about how you didn't want to use medication or surgery to get long-lasting results. One of the best things you can do is start eating healthier, flat out. Yeah. The reason that is is because we are on a sad. I agree. Uh, a what do you call it? A standard American diet. Yes, yeah, a standard American diet, and you know it's supported by big business. We talked about the theory of everything: how farmers get subsidized, the price of junk food never goes up, but the taxpayers subsidize it, and you know so forth. USDA approves it. Um, USDA is a governing body over. And what our kids eat in school, and guess what? The big agribusiness has lobbyists, and there's contracts with the schools. And a lot of the kids are eating stuff like pizza, junk food. They hardly ever see a vegetable. Yeah. Or you know that you know they're not seeing any kind of clean meat. No. You know, like healthy meat. No, they're not getting any grain-fed yeah. uh, beef at our schools. I don't think they're getting grain-fed beef. That's the problem. Grass-fed. Grass-fed. I'm yes. sorry. Yes, that's and then, right. I can remember when I was a kid, the school lunch program with the milk. You know, oh, everybody get your milk. Yeah, you know? that's <laughs> right. That's all we had. We had you either had milk or sometimes chocolate milk. Yeah. And then the, uh, you know, here lately, the latest research, you know, the, the American Dairy Association has their group of dietitians. Um. You know, and then the Meat Growers Association, they have their group of dietitians. And, you know, sadly, there's this thing called the uh, um, National Academy of Science. And what it is, it's a it's a group of people that that are scientists. And the goal is to introduce the latest in scientific and research discoveries to help our nation. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of lobbying and a lot of, uh, what do you call it, special interests in there that, oh, yeah. that control that. And yeah. so, you know, um, it's just layers and layers of, of, of people in these agencies that are all about, you know, making money off the public or somehow getting some money from the government. And, and our food is in the middle of it. And so that's what I'd like to talk about. And so a couple of things we can talk about is, if we, you know, I was, I was listening to a heart doctor. His name was Dr. Colin Campbell. And he was the one that did the China study, which was the largest study of its kind that evaluated the effect of junk food versus uh, eating a vegetarian diet. And the findings were just amazing. And so, for me, I am not strict vegetarian. I mostly, you know, eat grass-fed, clean meats, eat lots of vegetables, and eat some fruits. Yeah. Um, you know, so everybody's saying, you know, eat this way or do this. But there's a lot of really neat things that you can do. But <clears throat> so he's a cardiologist. And uh, so he knows a lot about heart disease. And... He would do surgery after surgery, and he realized that he wasn't helping the person become more healthy. Um, in an emergency situation, he was saving their life by putting a stent in. Yes. You know, because your heart, the arteries that go to your heart get clogged. Right. And, you know, the heart dies. So he puts a stent in there. Open it and up. So, yeah. And so, you know, and this guy was raised on a farm. 
okay so he he has a great experience in the farming life and he started to realize one day you know i'm not really helping any of these people get healthier and um he did some research and he he discovered some things and uh realized that uh, dairy um and meat as we as we see it in the, the big industries the meat and dairy industries are just not good for you right yeah you and know, so I, I can't remember the last time i've had milk cow's milk i have had ice cream oh i bet you have oh yeah, yeah <laughs> we well, talk about that every once in a while but yeah yes i have had ice cream and uh probably on a nightly basis <laughs> yeah Oh, are you serious? Well, no. That's horrible. No, but I have it. I bet I have it three nights a week. Wow, that'll keep you fat. A lot I'm of sick. it, too. I'm talking really mess you up. a big bowl. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna. I couldn't do that. Um, so, so one of the things, you know, it's fascinating. These these doctors, these neurosurgeons, these cardiovascular surgeons, these endocrinologists, when they stumble upon, you know. And they, they look at them, themselves in a the mirror and just realize, man, the stuff that I'm doing, I'm, I'm saving lives in the emergency room and on the table, you know, the operating table. Right. But I'm not making an impact on people that are developing these diseases. I'm not helping people live healthier lives. And that's what we want to talk about today. So um, Dr. Colin, he talks about your endothelium. And endothelium is kind of like, are, were you going to say something? No, no You I had wasn't. a funny look on your face. That's just my face. <laughs> you always got a funny look on your mug. No, endo means inside. Thelium means uh, like skin. Yeah, thelium. That's what makes balloons float. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what, you, what you had that funny look on your face for. So the endothelium uh as dr campbell was talking about he says you have enough of it inside of your cardiovascular cardiovascular system you have a surface area of eight to ten tennis courts when you're young okay Good grief yeah now just in length no surface area oh my gosh surface so if you were to lay open your cardiovascular uh network of blood vessels inside the very inner part of your blood vessels has something called endothelium and it's very slick it's very smooth and um that is what starts to get damaged as we get older and we eat a lot of bad foods okay and so the thing he was saying too is a healthy endothelium secretes something called nitrous oxide i'm familiar with that you are yeah i had it at the dentist office oh okay yep well yeah, it's probably not the same application, though. Probably I, I, not. I, no. Yeah. Um, but the endothelium produces nitrous oxide gases, and it keeps blood flowing smoothly without sticking. Okay? You know what clotting is, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I do. So the blood cells can clot together and stick together, especially when we lose this endothelial surface as we get older or as we uh, take part in the SAD standard american diet Um, nitrous oxide also dilates the blood vessels during physical activity and inhibits the formation of plaque um, by reducing the plaque forming inflammatory factors in our body which are basically driven by sugar um, dairy oh probably ice cream yeah Um, just junk food that that that's put out there Um, so 
when you hit your 40s and 50s, you no longer have that big, smooth endothelial surface. Um, and he says you get down to about two tennis courts. Out of seven. Out of eight, potentially. Good grief. Yeah. And then the endothelial surface is no longer able to protect you. But get, get a load of this. He says if we change and eat a whole food diet, we can repair and reverse damage to the endothelial lining. Well, I call that good news. Okay. Now, let me, let me put that a little bit more into something that, that can get some traction here. Okay. Coronary artery disease is one of the leading causes of death in this country. Okay. All right. That's all endothelial. Those are endo, those little coronary arteries that go to your heart muscle. Um, those are what start to get uh, destroyed, the endothelial lining in there. And that's how we start to get these plaques. Okay, now, and if we talk about a plaque, we're not talking about something inside the opening. We're talking about something inside the blood vessel wall, the thickness of the wall. I, I did not know that. I always yes. thought it was like something inside no, the... Right. A lot of people do think that. And so what happens is that wall... Um, it's it's made up of uh, an endothelial lining on the inner surface. That's a slick surface, okay? All right. That endothelial lining starts to break down, and then you've got a muscular layer, and you've got a connective tissue layer. The muscular layer is there to constrict and to dilate to increase or decrease blood pressure or to control different areas of your body that need more oxygen, or that need less oxygen. The brain, is able, the nervous system is able to do that. If your liver needs more blood, those arteries can dilate. Brain just says, hey, or the liver says, hey, we need more blood down here. Okay, let's dilate that area. And so we got more blood, more oxygen, more nutrients going to the liver. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, okay. it is. So, you know, that's big news. Um, you know, so... What he, is, what he essentially is saying is cardiovascular disease, coronary artery disease, is reversible. That's what he's saying. That's big news. Well, it's big news, but it's old news. Well, how, why haven't I heard it? Where have I been? <laughs> You've been eating ice cream. <laughs> people don't know that. In other words, there's no re people are, are they don't realize that they can heal themselves if they change their lifestyle. You know, there's a reward center out there. It's called the Dopamine Reward Center. Yes, very familiar with that. If you don't feel like you can be rewarded by good behavior, are you going to behave good? I'd like to think so. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> our brain works, wouldn't. Our brain works based on rewards. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a pleasure thing where we go out and we try to enjoy and indulge, and that pleasure can last for a little while. But the pleasure of eating healthy and reversing disease and getting stronger as you get older, that's extremely rewarding. But, again, very few people find it. Why is the gate that leads to disease and illness? Narrow is the gate that leads to health and vitality. In yeah. this system, it is very hard to find out how to get healthy. Now, this is the other kicker. I can't tell you. I, I, I had a receptionist who had advanced diabetes. Her daughter was born with type 1 diabetes. Her husband had type 2 di diabetes. 
three family members that had diabetes. One child was born with type 1. And she is just trying to control her blood sugar, and I see her eating crackers and peanut butter. This person should know everything about how to control her blood sugar. She did not know squat. All she knew about was how to take her medication. Yeah. And it was so sad, and I sat down, and she said, hey, look, this is what you got to do. You know, and she was like, whoa, wow. You know, now I'd, I'd like to say it made a big difference. I think it did. Um, she's no longer with us. She's a really sweet lady. But um, so you can make a difference. But, um, you know, so there's a lot of doctors out there that are that are finding out, you know, hey, I'm tired of doing these surgeries. I want to make a difference. So they, they start talking to their patients about nutrition. There's not enough of those doctors, though. No, there's not. Uh, I don't think there ever will be because, you know. While they're young and making all that money, they they want uh, to do as many surgeries, and I, I can't blame them if that were my business. Sure, I get you know, it. yeah, yeah. Um, so there's an ancient Egyptian proverb that I thought was so interesting. Ancient Egyptian proverb. What what does that date back to? Oh, two thousand years ago. Yes, or more uh, before Christ. Yes, sir. Over three thousand years ago. Maybe Moses's time. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. I, that's that's which I don't know when that is, um, but uh, definitely before Christ, before Christ's um, death. So this is how it goes: one quarter of what you eat keeps you alive; the other three quarters keeps your doctor alive. That was going good. on back then. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would, it would be interesting to see what those people ate. I'm sure we could study and figure it out. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting to me is is the way we have been trained for the standard American diet and the way that we've not been trained for healthy eating. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, even people with diseases still don't know how to eat. Right. They take their medications. They just don't know how to get healthy. I can't tell you how many people, how many nurses that I know that are clueless. Yeah. How many dietitians that I know that work at the hospitals. Really? They work at the hospital. That's super surprising. Well, now, now, now what happens is this. They probably learn some really good stuff in school, but when they go to the hospital, it's like, you know, they. I've been to hospitals before and seen what people are eating. <laughs> it's like, you know, they have, you know, they, they, they got out of a diabetic coma or a massive, uh, you know, stroke or something like that, and they're feeding them Jello and... You know, yeah, I see a lot of that um, in hospitals, cereal and and things like that. I yeah. mean, you know, so anyhow, but uh, there well, are cereal is good for your heart. You know, uh, uh, Cheerios. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> Beta glycans. The only thing, it's kind of like there was a lawyer that slipped something in there. There's one thing that's good for you out of all that. <laughs> and, the rest and of it, thousands of bad things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, approved by the American Heart Association. And, and that's why a lot of these heart doctors are are thinking, man, rethinking what they're doing. Yeah. Thinking, man, I need to, you know, like, uh, what was it? Dr. Davis wrote Wheat Belly. All right. You know. Um, so, uh, now this is something. We talked a while ago about leading versus lagging health indicators. Yes. You remember that? I do. I certainly do. Do you remember what it was? How 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 it was Let's applied? See. Uh, a leader versus a lagger. So let me ask you this. Okay. What would you rather use to evaluate your health 
a leading indicator or a lagging leading good good job yeah good job so a leading indicator of endothelial problems of cardiovascular disease is erectile dysfunction okay yeah it's a leading indicator now it's not a very exciting indicator no uh pardon the pun but uh <laughs> a lagging indicator would be i have chest pain honey let's go to the hospital call 911 yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact my brother had a scare oh gosh last weekend he ended oh. up in the hospital yeah um is he okay ah he's doing okay but he he needs to that was an indicator but a lot of water's gone underneath the bridge so when you have that chest pain it's going down that arm that is a lagging indicator you do not want to be you know hey i'm kind of dizzy but my chest didn't hurt me you know i got shortness of breath but i think i'm okay you know my heart rate's up my blood pressure's up you know waiting for all that stuff waiting for your belly to get you know out to where you know it's just much yeah there like yours <laughs> where it's much larger than your waistband that I'm so is glad a, we're not on tv yeah <laughs> me too but you know so you, you want to go with leading indicators so you got some room okay but uh, if you're if you're going to look at diseases or signs and symptoms i mean erectile dysfunction is so so this is what people do it's like oh i've got erectile dysfunction all right yeah now i'm so what happens is they treat this as a disease they don't understand that it is due to poor circulation exactly as you've said before they don't treat it as a symptom they treat it as a disease well yes and disease that has symptoms and so forth Correct. and so you know they, they try to compartmentalize it when really it's a disease of the cardiovascular system so what does that mean your whole body has got cardiovascular issues you just have something that's you know um rearing its ugly head so to speak so anyhow um so i'm telling you what we're talking about here can not only help heart disease, but it can help erectile dysfunction. So, um, let me go over this other uh, experiment that was interesting. I can't remember where I saw this. I, it was in a documentary, but it, was, it just made so much sense. And they were testing athletes. Oh, well, it, it was a documentary on, again, being a vegan. You know, I don't want to be somebody that sets all these records as a vegan. I just want to get healthy, okay? Okay. You know, so... Um, I'll tell you, the vegan lifestyle does not interest me. Healthy eating does. Yeah. Um, right. It's, you know... Yeah, so you could eat meat. That's We'll talk about that in a little bit, but clean eating is what it's all about. It's, it's getting... It's ditching the crap, the garbage. And so if you eat good, healthy vegetables, you're going to do real well. Okay, I don't have anything against people going vegan, but just don't tell me I need to or I'm not yeah. going to be healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a balance in everything, and there's lots of people on the other side of the fence True. Um, that are very knowledgeable, uh, lots of doctors. Um, so, so, all right, so let's continue with uh, the erectile dysfunction. I will get off of this here shortly, but this is the deal. They had these athletes, and they had them eat meat you showed me this video 
Yeah. I did? You did. Yeah. So anyhow, all right, I'm going to get a little bit... Uh, graphic? Not graphic. I'm just going to explain the details okay. of yeah. the experiment. Uh, they went to a urologist, and these were young men. These were young yeah, athletes for the Miami Dolphins. They were, they were like receivers, just long, lean, young, muscular guys. So the urologist had a device that was able to measure um, the frequency of erections at night along with the circumference of the penis. And so what they did was they had these young athletes um, eat a meal of meat. And they had them go to sleep with the device on. And they measured the frequency of erections and the circumference. It was all plotted out on a, on a graph. And then the next evening, they had them eat vegetables. The results um, were quite amazing. What happened was the, the results after eating vegetables the, re, the erections were more frequent, and the circumference measurements of the penis was, was quite a bit greater. So these young guys are getting their results, and they are laughing their heads off, and I am laughing too. Um, but that was really a, a good piece of information. So um, what, does that, what does that experiment tell us then? All right. So, so basically, you know, the penis is basically just a big... Uh, capillary bed okay ah, okay so uh you know your lack of e the ability to get an erection has everything to do with circulation um your hormones your endocrine system is all about circulation so if you have poor circulation you're not going to be able to get an erection um so this was proof um that to some extent your diet can really uh, affect your performance Okay. Does that make sense? It does, yes. It really okay. does. All right. So we're not talking about treating diseases here. We're talking about health, but the implications of losing your health, you start developing these these signs and symptoms. So anyhow, um, so uh, they referred to the erectile dysfunction, since that's an area of high sensitivity, that's probably more of a a leading indicator of cardiovascular disease okay all right so that, they that call that sense. the canary in the coal mine you gotcha. heard of that yeah absolutely okay. so the canary is very sensitive to loss in oxygen um much more so than humans so if it dies um you probably have an idea that there's there's not much oxygen in the the coal mine yeah. same thing uh, not a lot of oxygen and nourishment is getting to the the penis in this case. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, you know, I I like that example because, you know, everybody out there thinks, oh, you got to take a pill for EDS when really it's just about being healthy. All yeah. these things. Yeah. We've been brainwashed over that one. Yeah. For sure. And so. Um, and the talk, I listen to talk radio during my, my work day. Uh -huh. And there's advertisements every break for some kind of ed solution oh yeah because yeah. it affects every i mean you know first of all when you're young i mean i had a guy that was telling me he was a 
he used to be a member of a gang and he got saved and he was actually was involved in uh ministering to a lot of the kids in gangs and he told me one of the things these young boys young boys or young men would do is they would take uh you know cocaine and they would take uh like uh cialis to really you know improve their their prowess whatever wow. you know so it's it's a cultural thing so you know so that you know that that's something that really hits a lot of people not everybody talks about it so this is a good place to stop um you know i mean we can continue talking a little bit more about this but uh you know i just want our listeners to know that uh there's a lot of ways that you can get healthier there's a lot of ways you can get sick yeah um and just you know don't lose heart when you go to your doctor and he wants to put you on pills the best thing you can do is you start taking control you know look at your medications look at what you're eating look at what you're deficient in i mean um i mean i'd be happy to help people they come in here i do that a lot with our patients i don't charge them anything for it um oh that's uh, that's awful nice well you know we've we've said before many times too that uh food is the best medicine and and that's kind of what we're we're talking about today um i've learned a lot on this episode to be honest with you whenever a symptom like that pops up we need to think what's causing this i don't need to just take a pill I need to get the bottom of it. And I think that's pretty much what you were trying to say. Right. <laughs> say throughout the whole thing. Right. I was, as I was stumbling through that. But it, <laughs> the thing is, is that's a, I mean, I, it, it's important to talk about things like that. So anyhow, the brain is another organ. You know, when people forget stuff, they don't realize as they're getting older, they're forgetting more. It's lack of circulation, oxygenation to that brain. And so <clears throat> we could go on forever just talking about stuff like this. Uh, you know, Osteoporosis, osteoarthritis is loss of blood flow to the tissues in the in the bone, yeah, and in the joint, in the cartilage. Um, you know, it just goes on and on. So, anyhow, well, listener, if you're interested and if you'd like to talk with Doctor Banning about fixing up your uh, your menu, so to speak, how to eat healthy and get healthy, uh, give us a call. Area code six one five. Six seven two seven eight seven eight, or stop by if you're in the Middle Tennessee area. We're located at one forty seven Raymond Hirsch Parkway in beautiful White House, Tennessee. I love our little town, especially on beautiful days like we've had in these last couple of days. Getting a little cold though. Starting yeah. temperatures dropping a little. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and you can also go to our uh, our website at whitehousechiropractic.com. There's a contact sheet there. Feel free to fill that out and leave any questions or comments you have. Doctor Banning. Thanks for being here. This has been a great episode. Thank you. All right. See you next time.